Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Believe in yourself, believe in your body. Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnston. And with me, as always, in a black t-shirt that had a white string on it but has now been sorted out, is producer-slash-husband-slash-roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, what happened with the white string? It was the tiniest string. What happened? It was, well... How'd it get there? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Norm, you can't go walking around with strings all over your shirt. It was literally the smallest piece of white string. But don't you feel so much better now that it's gone? I feel the exact same way as I did before. I had no idea. Well, I'm feeling like a million bucks because I knew. Honestly, I missed the string. Um, (laughs) Norm, how you feeling other than the string? No, the string, I have no feelings about at all. Okay, how you feeling including the string? Uh, I feel okay. Yeah? Yeah, I feel okay. I was out of town this weekend. Right, right. I was at a wedding in Milwaukee. You were maybe gone for a total of 50 hours. And I spent, I'm going to say, 20 of them traveling. Right. (laughs) So I think I spent 30 hours in Milwaukee. I'm not even joking. You went to Milwaukee to uh, a friend's wedding. Yeah, Matt and Juliana's wedding. Matt and Juliana's wedding. Juliana, producer of the Self-Esteem Party live show that we did in 2019. Absolutely fabulous. Her now husband, Matt. Great guy. You were there with Allison Rich. Oh my God, You had a romp around town. We had fucking blast language <laughs> not in front of the string piss we had a great time we had so much fun yeah and um there was a lot of travel disaster we made it through and here's the victory of the whole weekend you had a bit of a home alone at the airport there was a bit of home alone a bit of a run screaming kevin but here's the whole kicker of the weekend i had fun at the wedding <laughs> Never, truly, almost never before have I had fun at a wedding. Kel fucking Supreme the place you're <laughs> supposed to have fun. No, Norm, I usually don't. I leave early. Yeah, I have wait, a lot of judgment. Right. We did. We did go to a wedding uh, earlier in the month. Uh, Emily Goss's wedding and we did leave pretty early on that one. We had to leave early. That wasn't our fault because that no. one was a bit far away and there was like a dog issue. So that was not our fault that we had to leave early. That was a beautiful wedding and in I the middle of a fun. waterfall. Yeah. I had fun and the food was good. Now, the bottom line is this. I'm back. Who were you without me? Well, I made pretty good friends and had a friend uh, hang out. Uh, It's my boy, The String. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's just nice to see you branching out, Norm, and finally coming out of your shell. Yeah, Small String and me really had a weekend. No, um, I didn't do anything. What did I... I was just... I was doing a bunch of shit around the house. But I came back and you were in a pretty good mood. Right. It, um, it could have gone the other way because you had to take care of the dog and work. The dog is fine. Yeah, um, and it seemed I, it. And I had to wake up really early. I, I've been having to wake up at all kinds of hours. So it's not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. That It's just a, a matter of like uh, how much uh, stress is just involved over you know the course of a few days. But thankfully, things always kind of shake out. Usually the stress part is, is like you're imagining, you're preparing yourself for the worst case scenario with mm-hmm. all of the things that you have to do but usually uh it's never that bad so you're just like oh i actually do have the time to do uh, these other things mm-hmm. that thing i've been thinking about is going to take half a day only took about 10 minutes <laughs> you know yeah i have my to-do list which i look at the night before mm-hmm. right in case i have to like set an alarm to be up or something even though my new thing's waking up at 5 30 in the morning and starting my day but I then I get stressed at night in advance. That's your new thing? Yeah, my new thing. I get stressed at night in advance knowing mm-hmm. that the to-do is coming. I read it in the morning and I'm like, how am I going to get all this done? I start arranging. Where can I move things? What other days can I do something? 
And then guess what? Come noon, I have checked out for the day I'm done that list, you best believe. Yeah, most things take a maximum of 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> At the very most. Including removing a string. Well, I, mean, I had to say it twice, Norm. Yeah, it's it's one second uh, to to remove the string, and then uh, twenty nine minutes, <laughs> twenty nine minutes and fifty nine seconds, seconds to, to discuss it to say goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> to say goodbye. <laughs> okay, Norm. On the because here's the thing: where you're into the the heat of the job at this point, I think it started off a little stressful because it goes zero to one hundred. Right, we know this. But this is what happened last year, too. Then things kind of settle down. We get the hang of it. Then it gets stressful again. Yeah, Because course. things get higher stakes. Sure, yeah. And then it's done. And then guess what? We're going to be cruising, going to Portugal this summer. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not even, you know, I was a little stressed out because I didn't feel like any, you know, I hadn't really been posting anything. Any of the stuff that I made at the beginning of the year, I just wasn't very happy with. Yeah. And even and though you it, take that stuff really personally, you you, you yeah. really beat yourself up when something doesn't come out the way you want it. And to. they're totally fine. They're more than fine. Yeah. Other people post some of, it. Some of them are like, "This is great, actually," but yeah. there's something about it. I just don't feel good about it. So I just have been like, I I've been laying, I've been laying low a bit. Exactly. I think you have a very specific brand of comedy. Mm-hmm. I think you're, especially us coming from Canada. I think we're a little weird. Right. I think that's kind of a, I, a lot of the Canadians I know comedically are very weird in oh, like yeah. in a fun, fantastic, celebratory way. It's obviously. the way we I stand. It. It's the way we stand out here because yes. they're just like, who is this person? You know, yeah. like, oh, I'm Canadian. And they go, oh, that explains it. And they have yeah. a bit of an eye roll, which Norm just did. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. I think you've done a good job powering through because you have to appease a corporation and your own comedic sensibility. It's a tough. So when you get process. down on yourself, it's because you weren't able to squeeze in enough of your comedic sensibility. But you're hired by somebody else to do a job. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. No, and I think the job. Yeah, it's not that it's not. You know, it's fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just, it's a job. Yeah, yeah. I just don't feel like I've been exceptional in any way in a, in a bit. Norm, I think you're exceptional every day. Wow. String wise. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring back the string. Oh my God, you know I'm here for it. Norm, last night I gave you an opportunity to tell me if anything's been bothering you about me in the last three months. Would you care to speak on the podcast about it? Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, and I kind of dismiss it because I find it that I'm being accosted. See, I don't think you're being accosted. I think you don't tell me things and then you accost me three months later about it. And it's not fair because it comes out of absolutely nowhere. I was talking about it with Allison. Right. And she was like, what's something that annoys you about Norm? Or something like that. Whatever we were arguing in the conversation. I was like, well, there is one thing. You got a pretty good grade out of me. Okay. But there is one thing. I was like, Norm... Is doesn't like to cause fights or trouble. Right. So if I'm doing something to bother him, he'll decide, oh, it's not worth saying something. And then in three months, he'll have an epiphany, which you do on the podcast all the time. Yeah. In three months, he'll have an epiphany. And then it'll all come out about all these things I've done that have bothered you. So right. I'm getting ahead of it. I told her, I said, when I go home, I'm going to ask him right away if there's anything that's been bothering him <laughs> now that he had a break from me for 30 hours. But this is, you know, is, is it not like masochistic for me? Is that a word for me to? Like for to to get me to write down a list of things. That... Hey, first of all, I gave you an opportunity to say one thing. <laughs> so I don't. If there's a list, you best be getting it off your chest See, right now. now. You're mad. No, <laughs> I'm not mad in the least. I'm concerned, Norm. Here's the thing: why I want to get ahead of it. A lot of the annoying things I do are very easy to fix. Right. I just need someone to point it out. Like Alice and I were talking about, uh, Alice and I talked the whole trip just so everybody knows. We were gabbing away on our 10 hour flights to and fro. (laughs) But I was saying, I was like, sometimes it's a little thing that somebody does. Like, for example, you're really loud in the morning. And I'm like, I can fix this. You have the AOC, like spicy meatball meme (laughs) hands going on right now. You guys got to see these curled in little fingies. (laughs) Terrible. Okay, you had your chance, Norm. I don't want to hear it. No, I'll prepare a list. For next week? A long list of all your flaws, yeah. I'm going to prepare my list to you. (laughs) See something, say something, Norm. I don't want to do that. It's TSA rules. What? See something, say something. That's the rules of the TSA? Yeah, if there's somebody who leaves a bag unattended, see something, say something. Right. Consider me your bag. And until you talk to me, I am unattended. Okay, that's strike one. So report back. So now you're mad at me because I said a bag? Because you leave your bags everywhere. (laughs) No, actually, that's true. I have left my bag numerous times on a plane, insecurity, and a baggage claim. Right. Okay, let's get to it, shall we? 
Yeah, let's do it. I am very excited about this week's guest. String? <laughs> <laughs> the string. Ladies and gentlemen, the little string. <laughs> I'm very excited about this week's guest, Christine. Yeah. We One of the new artistic directors, well, she was before and then now is back because UCB Upright Citizens Brigade is reopening this weekend. Get out of here. I am very, I will not get out of here. It's my podcast. I am very excited. I get to do both nights. I'm doing a bit on the Friday night show at 10 p.m. Uh-huh. for those in L.A. And I'm at Franklin location and i'm doing a bit on saturday as well 10 p.m and i'll be directing strings one man show. <laughs> string gone too soon yeah <laughs> so i'm excited we'll string, t- and we talk like about it or it. not <laughs> you guys gotta see his hands anyways i'm very excited to do the shows her and i will discuss it more in the episode so everybody do me a bit of a favor and listen up to this week's guest. They're already been listening to the podcast. <laughs> listen up starting now to this week's guest. Wait, not, don't <laughs> listen up now. to the things before? Listen up starting now to this week's guest, Christine Bulin, who will be right back after this break. It's a self-esteem party. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. It's a self esteem body. Christine, welcome finally to the Self Esteem Party Podcast. Finally, thank God. Already, I can say from the 10 to 15 minutes we've been chatting previous to the record, <laughs> you're worth the wait. Oh my <laughs> what, a, what a blast. We've been having a bit of a catch up. You had lovely things to say about my house, which I really appreciated. Absolutely adorable. I really appreciated I'm, that because we took a risk on colors and stuff like that. Mia loves you. Look at Sweet dog. Here she, she is. She can just sit in my lap the entire time. She loves love you so much. Part. She really took to you like right. Look at oh. she's. She doesn't always wander back in because she's obsessed with Norm. And here she is going to your bag that I moved. Oh, Strategically, your bag I moved. Get whatever you need. It's mostly just like chapstick and... Mia, uh, get your chapstick get, and get, get away cha- from these glasses. The, no, those are cheap glasses. Welcome too, so to Mia's good. podcast. Uh, Mia, thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, Christine, as I prepped you, we like to start with a self-esteem party check-in. So scale of one to ten, in terms of your self-esteem, self-love, what have you, what have I caught you at today? I am going to say that I'm at like an eight. Excuse you! I know, which is actually like, I feel like kind of an asshole saying that because I'm like, isn't it like, shouldn't you, like, I I would hear that and I would be like, oh, come on, are you just saying that you're like feeling really good? But I actually, (laughs) I think I'm feeling good because I know how it feels to feel really, really bad. So it's only in comparison. I mean, I've had so many twos and threes and fours over the past, you know, whatever, 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) That like, I think in general, I'm in a, pretty good place I think you've earned it can I just say you've earned Christine I listen there's there's lots to talk about we we haven't talked in so long like everybody (laughs) we haven't talked in so long but I'm just gonna say this it's like you've earned an eight because it's been even in just the last few years what a what a roller coaster! Little, little oh my god, a bit of a wild ride, and I have some for stuff. For everyone, I, though, yeah, for everyone. And then yeah. on a personal note, I relate on some levels with you about some things and stuff like that. You've also had a lot of changes, some negative, some positive. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. things yeah. have been happening as well, which I'm very excited to talk about. <laughs> but it's like, yes, can I have a day to <laughs> myself? Can I just be eight? an eight? Can please? I drop my two kids off at daycare and be okay with that? Can I get these oh. kids out of my Hair, Can please? I get this child <laughs> off my titty for a goddamn second? Yeah, your kid's like, no. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. So we started my baby, who's now four months old, in daycare wow. full-time last week. Okay. And she still hadn't taken a bottle.
little yet. So she was truly like attached to me every three hours. Oh my God. And it's like 10 minutes away for like seven minutes from where we live. And so those couple days, those first couple days, I literally had to go there like while I was working and just like feed her, nurse her at the daycare and then go home like three times during Wait, the Wait, so what, is it okay now? <laughs> it's like, okay. What's the so she finally like after a couple days, she took the bottle and now she's like, you know, living her own life. She's an autonomous, she doesn't even need me anymore. She's oh just, wow, you're already no, out no, on her own. She, she, <laughs> she's, she still needs me a little bit, but I'm hoping within a couple months she'll be totally, you know, totally yeah. free of needing parental guidance or advice at all. Good. Good for you. Advice. Good for you. <laughs> I'm going to say this for the socializing because yeah. I just went and watched my friend's baby quite simply for someone else to be around the baby. Like she oh, was like. She's been very like isolated. She, she's just. I know. And it's not. And like she's seen a couple people, but the, you know, he's still young and yeah. not occasionally at a park, but yeah. Nobody's necessarily holding him because there's older kids. So it's like they're running around with their kids. Totally. So it's like he just needed somebody else in his house yeah. and I think went like he kind of fell asleep in my arms it was so cute and I was only there for three hours I was like I, like I called her I was like let me come let me help you yeah. and um then I think by the time he woke up he like didn't know that it wasn't her like I think <laughs> he like fast. thought I'm telling you he just how old is he He's seven or eight months. I want to say eight months. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. And the dad was in the, they have like a um, studio in the back. The dad was in there to make sure in case something went wrong, but like for the son, in case the son was losing his mind. He came in going, you guys okay? And I was like, he honestly could care less about you guys. And then he was all fussy when I was leaving. And I was like, wow, this kid didn't waste his time. (laughs) attaching to me. I mean, the fact that your kid, your kid wanted you for four days, Christina, that's a blessing. You got to take that as a compliment. There you go. No, I no, I feel very like I think we got through the. Oh God, I can't. I feel like I've said this so many times, and I know it's not true. But I think we've gotten through the hardest part of like the the two kid part right now, which is sure. like that in the infant. The first few months is so hard, and then to also have a toddler is absurd. Like yeah. it's just the worst. I, I can't. <laughs> like I, it is so hard. As a former nanny, where. My, the best part of my day was leaving the kids behind and going back to my house alone. Yes. Like, yes. I, I can't even imagine. You don't get to do that. You don't get to do no. that. I mean, the good thing is, like, she, my two year old, she's a night, she's an absolute nightmare sometimes, but she's also, like, so fucking cute like oh like okay. thankfully she's just really really cute because otherwise I mean she just says some of the funny like that's it's just all it's it's such a cliche and it's all true it's like you hate them so much and you love them so much more like they're just but they're not sometimes you stay hating them for a bit of for time sure, so for it's sure, like if sure. you, you if always love them underneath cute, the hate underneath. but sometimes you like definitely hate them yeah on the and it's like if you have annoying yeah <laughs> if you have moments of cuteness that you can appreciate through the annoying yes. you're like okay fine yeah. but it's like I I know a couple moms where they're like, no, it's just been a nightmare for like yeah. three months straight yeah. n- with no break. Yeah. And like, it was hard the first time around with her, but now to having two, you're just like, I don't even know. My mother-in-law had six kids. So my husband is wow. one of six and I'm just, I just, well, what I, is he in the order? He's third and he's the only boy oh. too. So I was oh. like, oh, he must be the last. They were waiting. And he's like, no, they just kept having babies. Like I don't, only I boy. do not understand how anyone has more than two kids. I can't, cannot I come from a family it. of four. What about you? Two. So okay, I was always so like, two. It's okay. always two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's my, it's my brother and I. So I was always like, yep, there's one of each. That's how families are, you know? <laughs> and like now I'm like, oh, I have two girls and they're totally different. And I always just assume that the differences between my brother and I are just because like, he's a boy and I'm a girl. And it's, I guess it's more complicated than that. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's not the only <laughs> I'm thing. I'm a family one, well, you know, my family, not quite as big as your husband's, but yeah. my it was one boy, three girls. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sum it up with saying a couple of personalities in the house. Yeah, yep. And you're <laughs> and all very, very different. different people. Even though there's some main things in, in common, like both my sister and I kind of work in comedy, but hers is as a director. Okay. And mine is as, you know, performer, writer more so. Yeah. Um, but so we had that big thing in common, but we're very opposite. She's yeah. a lot quieter than I am. Yeah. I think she's better liked than I am. <laughs> I think she's just... <laughs> 
better um, all around than she, I am. And, but here's the thing. She came on the podcast and we both were confronting each other for about an hour straight and we called our mom to confront her as well. So. No. Oh my God. That's, we have that's that in the common. episode I have to yeah, listen to. That's, that's what you need the one to go I gotta back. listen to. Go back. It's one of the earlier ones. She suggested, she wanted to come on the Patreon and be like, I want to be the host of the podcast. And I was like, okay, great. The episode was so terrible. We have to stop after 15 minutes. Couldn't release it. It was terrible. Because you were just in a fight? No, because she has no business hosting. <laughs> she's terrible. She's, she's. I'm going to say this, Allison, if you're listening, you suck. <laughs> you were awful. And, and I love you. I love you so much, I guess. But at this point, you've <laughs> sunk guess. the podcast <laughs> because you've ruined my podcast. <laughs> That's it. I can only love you so much. Yeah. Much like your kids. You can <laughs> only love them so much. You can so only much. love them so much. That's, exa- That's what I say about them every day. Now, do you, are, you missing, are you missing them <clears throat> in the day? Or is it, are you I'm gonna like. Be, I'm going to be perfectly honest and yeah. say no. Good. Yeah. Thank no, you for being honest. I don't honest. miss them during the day. No. Good. But but I will say like as soon as I go pick her up and she sees me and she goes, "Mommy," I'm like, "Oh, I fucking love this kid so oh, much. Like, she's so she's so cool." But yeah, no, I don't miss her. Like I I am a like I need my independence. I need my autonomy. Like I also cannot. God bless every woman or man who decides to be a stay at home parent. Like yeah. chooses or or doesn't have that choice or whatever. But like. I I don't know I don't know how people do it like I like I I, I can't it's so hard it's so hard my sister is or like I mean the girls are at school now so I don't know but my yeah. older sister's stay at home mom is so happy Amazing. and I'm like she is so patient is- and I was like you are one of the few yeah. that can successfully do this I don't know what's to yeah. come now with the kids at school so I don't know what the game plan is but like a saint she it, is it a is saint. harder work than any other work like she that I makes can it look imagine. like it, nothing it, it's just incredible it's and amazing like, and it makes me think about like housewives from the 50s and why so many of them were like you know on drugs and killing themselves okay because (laughs) like I really understand that like this was all you were being told you could do like yeah Christine if this for real podcast is your cry for help I think you gotta talk to somebody I, else this is not the place to do this I, I can refer you to don't know if I can life. help you no that, I mean that's why I feel like you know God bless people who do it if you can't do it get your kids in daycare which is also like impossibly expensive but yeah however you figure it out to have like some freedom and 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 like time to yourself and of course you know we're both working okay. so we have to do so that I was about to say this is what I want to know because you just said something time to yourself but no you work an all-consuming job I do at the moment at the moment, at the moment it is it is all consuming, consuming. so it's yes. like so what I want to know because this is yep. a podcast about self-esteem and everything yep. like that one if you're clocking in at an eight how much of that is career validation because on this podcast because i interview yeah. a lot of comics yeah. and stuff like that for a lot of us myself included yeah um definitely if you're hitting a low point yeah it usually has to do with career for sure oh for and sure. we've been through that how for many sure. years for my sure. god yeah and then the second thing i want to know time to yourself do you have any and what's the self-care we can squeeze in at that time? There's That's no what I want to know. That's okay, what I'm saying. So okay, so question one. So question one is career, how much is of my aid is career validation? Yeah. Well, I have to sort of split that in two because I have to okay. say that like, and you know, we're going to get super honest here. Yeah. I like my, I, I think I took the pandemic to just truly take the pause. I think yep. a lot of people had to do that whether or not they wanted to. And, and I was pregnant at the time. I was, you know, three months, pre- four months pregnant when pandemic hit so I knew that that was already going to be a shift yeah and yeah I just like I I just kind of I mean everyone stopped for a while and I just allowed it to be the thing that pulled me out for a while yeah and like yeah I I just sort of left the whole thing left auditioning left you know I mean we all did to some extent yeah and then because I had the baby and then you know like yeah just a lot of a lot of shit went down during pandemic and I and and then I sort of pulled myself out and like I have never been happier yeah (laughs) which is kind of a wild thing to say because if someone had told me five years ago when I was in the deepest part of the grind like auditioning all the time like desperate to you know getting close to things you know testing for things whatever it was like really in the mix and feeling like I was super close to something really happening if someone had told me then what I'm saying now I would be like that's devastating I'm like happy to not be doing it that's the most devastating thing I could hear like that version of me you'd be like who am I who am I I don't I don't identify with that person I can't identify with someone who could be happy not like like dying on this hamster wheel basically 
And I think, yeah, who knows? Maybe it was, be- I mean, I just, everything shifted so much in, in one moment with having a kid and like losing a parent and then being yeah. in, in the mix of like, you know, the whole world stopping. I just like, I think just took a breath from all of it and realized that like, there are parts of it that I love. I absolutely love performing. I yeah. love collaborating. I love being in a room with funny people. All of those things are like non-negotiables and I will find a way to do them no matter what. Mm-hmm. But the desperation that I felt and like the, oh God, the close calls. I mean, like it takes so much to like stay in the mix of it and not yeah. go crazy. Like I, I can go back to like no, like a notes app from my phone and look at like things that I just would have, like I did it the other day that I just, I, I found one because I was looking for something else. And I read this like virtual, like basically a little journal entry that just said like, it's amazing how much people can hope and it's amazing what, how desperate it can feel when you lose that hope. Like I, and I like remember feeling this like while I was driving one day coming home from an audition and knew that like, or or found out whatever, like I'd gotten close to something, didn't get it. And I was just like, the hope is going, I could feel it like going away. And I was like, this is scary. It's like really scary to be in that place. And so like, I can, I feel like I can say the eight now because I really know what it's like, obviously to feel a one or a yeah, zero, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I think like having kind of taken myself sort of out of the game for a little while has been like the healthiest thing I could possibly do. Okay. So, and just to keep talking about this for two seconds, I I'm pointing to this thing here on my wall because this is my <laughs> tribute to my niece that passed away. So it's got, you can see the little picture of her there. That's drawing she had, that's her. And then that was French fry club. And we bought these little French fries on her birthday and I kept this. So this is, so I, what <sighs> I want to know the pause, she passed in December. I took a pause. I was still doing this some, past December. yes, but I took a pause <sighs> and really needed yeah. that. I'm going to say reset too. And yeah. I, I, in just cause you said like losing a parent. So somebody very close to you, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and an unex, in yeah. whatever, I mean, wow. Yeah. Like, you like, just, you're like sure. hitting the face with yeah. it. Like truly, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm sure a lot of people. Yes. Sadly experience yes. that at this time as well. Yeah. So I took a pause as well. And although things, it's so sad and I still think about it, it still feels so recent. I can honestly say it really helped me with my career in the sense that I go, oh, it, that doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> a, a child died, a, a, a parent died. You're like, yeah. oh, this means nothing. Yeah. It, I feel like a free bird. Yeah. Like, and, you know and, what I and mean? Honestly, Perspective. Like, and, and yeah, and, 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 and having a child too. Like, like all these things where you just realize like, oh my God, the world is so much bigger than my crazy little brain of like, well, what's my next audition? Are they oh going to see God, me I this? Know. Or my social media, like... I am terrible at social media. I absolutely hate it. There was a time where I was like, I need to start putting my characters online. And like, and I, and it made me feel so icky. I don't know why. Cause I'm just not like built for that. I guess. I and fell I into it for a week and people. stopped. I admire, <laughs> I, I admire people so much who can do it. I love it. I'm like so proud of people who can do it. Me and that's too. part of their DNA. It's not. And it was, and it felt so it just felt so fake and I and I was like I can't and so I like pulled just out of all of that stuff and now I'm like oh yeah that doesn't matter for my life like oh my god and there's a version of like maybe if I had been better at that then I would have been booked on blah 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 fill in the blank and like now I'm not but like I I I don't think that that could have happened because it was I was like I was I was being false for a long time I was like really fighting to be in it in the way that I thought I was supposed to be in it and running on that wheel and feeling like desperate to, and you feel that when you walk into an audition room and you're like, God, I really want this one. I really need this one. Like it's so palpable. If, and when you walk into an audition room, my God. And the ones that I like in my life, the ones that I was like, you know, just like late to and got, you know, or whatever, like wasn't frazzled. Like I was just like, here I am. I know I'm not going to get this. Are the ones that I always like came closest to or the ones that I booked because yeah, because like you, you just have an energy of like, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is is where I am today. Yeah. I, I'm totally with you on that. And I, I just feel like you are such a good example of taking that time to reset, shut down, step back, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then now look, you've come back in the best way possible. (laughs) You're like, okay, cool. So we're picking up where we left off. Turns out I took a break and it literally didn't matter at all. And we're back and here we go. And not like you're back with a new perspective. You're not back to where you were. You're back as like, 
uh, new Christine, which Ooh. goes against the show old Christine. <laughs> That's true. I'm not old yeah, Christine. you're not old Christine. I'm you are new, new Christine. Christine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, you're talking about like UCB. I'm talking about and, UCB yeah. of like, and yeah. I, I, because I, I'm not, I don't know what other stuff is going on. Yeah. Haven't, we haven't had a chance to really get into that. Yeah. Too busy talking about the turf. But um, <laughs> yeah, but really definitely UCB is like a big <laughs> yes. one where it's yeah. like, really cool but again came back in a different way the totally. whole thing yeah very cool. i'm on the receiving end of the emails and everything's seeming on the oh, up and up as God, of I now we're excited i cannot tell you how terrifying it is to click send on a 1200 person you know what email. we all t- we all text each other about it and we're like oh did you get the email what are you thinking everyone's like yeah i think i'm gonna do it and i'm like yeah i want to do it oh, too. i know and it's, it's happening like, and i'm like you just click send and you're like oh there it goes but it's working I will, and you're getting positive i will tell you the feedback. first one that i sent out after two years or whatever yeah. was when i was first i was first like saying hey we're hiring these other ad's to mm-hmm. like join me sort of in this artistic committee and it was like terrifying to send that first email because it was the first time I was like doing this yes. and kind of reinserting myself of in this nowhere. role out of nowhere. <laughs> and I will tell you something. The first email I got back, which was within probably like 10 minutes, was from Andy Daly. And he said, I just want to say, like, I know it must be really scary to jump into these these inboxes again, but I think you're doing a really good <gasps> job. I think you've oh, nailed it. And I was like, I love Andy. Uh, he's oh the nicest God. person in the world. There are that so many nice people just boost in this me community. Up. Like, honestly, and, and, and then you'll get a handful of shitheads and you're like, oh, okay, you just let that go. You let it like, go. So I freaked out. People. I was so excited when I got the email. And I think that Couldn't was have the, been the overall. And, and that's all to say, like, this does not, like, there are so many things that were wrong about UCB. And, and I came into the role of AD like five months before shutdown. So I really didn't have much time. It was enough time to like kind of understand what was going on, um, but not enough time, I think, to like fuck up anything major. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so yeah. I, had, I didn't have too many enemies. I'm sure, I'm sure I have some enemies, but like not not a bunch, which is just fortunate for my timing, I guess. Yeah. And I will say like that the job that I was hired to do then versus the job I am now doing is completely different. And I oh, just great. feel like very lucky that I got that job so that I can now have this job, which oh is a totally different job. What a great way to look at it. Yeah. Because it, 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 you know, again, that first email that we all got, it was certainly not picking up yeah. where we left off. So you might've picked up on like part of the title, but it's, it's come back in a completely different way. Yeah. And I think again, like you said, there'll be some haters. What can we do? Yeah. But for the rest of us, couldn't, couldn't be happier. Everyone's yeah. like, Oh, I think it actually might be different this time. <laughs> like I, everyone kind of believes you guys. So. I hope you know they kind of believe us. I will say that, like, I know that we will make mistakes, but like, sure, but that's we every are theater. absolutely going to do everything we can yeah. to make this better. And we in the ways, in ways that we fail, we will acknowledge it and like yeah. pivot as soon as we can. You know, and that's where I feel like these three other people that I'm working with are incredible. Like, it's just a really cool foursome and like some of the conversations we've had are some of like the most challenging and also like the most rewarding conversations I've ever had in my life and there are times when we're on zoom where I'm like no one else like (laughs) I know this is not true but it feels like at the time like no one else is like doing this what we're doing right now which is like addressing some really intense shit and figuring out how the four of us can put our heads together and put our life experience together to make sure that things are better going forward than they were like to correct a lot of the things that were wrong about that place you know what a fulfilling job too that's like still in comedy it is because that is I love I love comedy I love what I do but it's not like the people need it. No, it's like it's great to well, have comic relief. Like, they sure. do. You can, you can, you can. I don't always have a message. Say, like, this is so valuable, and it's not even <laughs> twisting. It is. It is so valuable. But, but you know what I mean. Yes, yes. Especially me. I don't really stand for much in my comedy. Yeah, I just like to I be weird. Dumb. I'm just dumb, I'm really dumb and, and I love yeah. it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I support other yeah. people with a message. Yes. As, you know what I mean, of course. Yes. But I'm like, that's, that's not your journey. I just do dumb characters and silly voices. So like, basically what I'm saying, does the world need Alana and Christine? No, it is. It is very weird. It's a very weird particular space to be in where I yeah. feel like I'm utilizing like my life experience and a lot of things that I felt could never have been pointed in any other direction than trying to get in front of a camera or to be cast and stuff. And now it's like, well, I get to use a lot of experience and be in this role where I feel like I actually can like do something cool and make a difference and like kind of shift 
how, of course, how this theater runs. And hopefully because of that, like, you know, let that ripple through. I mean, UCB is like arguably like the biggest feeder into the comedy world, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, if we can make some changes here, then that like will ultimately be reflected like in what people consume in the world. You know, it sounds like like people are going to be given more of a chance uh, for sure. And that, you know, with, I'm glad you're bringing in and have that knowledge with the auditioning and this and that. And like you said, came close to a couple things, not quite because you're like, I just need one person to take a fucking chance on me. And you're like, I've got it. I'll prove it in two seconds. You'll see. But it's like, I feel like now just based on the emails you guys have sent, um, already you guys are giving off that vibe where you're like, Hey, listen, we're all going to get to play. We'll figure out a way that everybody gets to, we'll find a way to bring people in that seems fair, but, but you know, also still, celebrating people's capabilities yes. it's not like we're you're gonna yes. let anybody funny like we have to put funny people on stage you have to still have that reputation yeah. of the best of the best yeah but you know we find better ways to give equal opportunity yeah. in the training of that yes. and, and and shows that pe- yes. people can experiment stuff yeah. so i'm excited to see what comes oh. and i'm so glad that franklin is sticking around I what know. a theater everybody's favorite I hello know. and listen it's i did a ton a of shows at sunset we love the ramp we love the hooks the green room we love the space Hang up your robe. You could you know? hang it up you your wigs. It was great. Backup. But um, well, yeah, yeah. I but mean, Franklin's Franklin is a sexy, cool space where you're like, like this is theaters. raw. And they've they've finally um, have renovated at least the tech booth, so it is a nice, spacious, <laughs> um, so that you don't feel like if you're going up there to hand someone your script that you're going to die climbing up the stairs. Kind of. That's not gonna happen anymore. There's like an actual, you know, like it's too bad. stairway. I had a real great. lawsuit cooking up <laughs> against you guys. You guys don't even want to yeah. know what was coming your way yeah no I I feel yeah I just feel very fortunate and 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 I feel very optimistic with the team and that goes with the new owners as well like I I I went into this being apprehensive enough to say like if I can smell anything that feels wrong I'm gonna bow out like I'm not gonna stay in this if I have any inclination that these people are in it for the wrong reason or they're you know yeah that there's something fishy going on Mm -hmm. or whatever and I just have not gotten that at all. And I, I just continue to move forward being like, I really think that these are the right people to do this. Yeah. And and I think that we all want a lot of the things, same things. And the way that they talk about it is they really want to like empower performers in a way and give them access to things that that when I was coming up at UCB, we never had. Like for me, it was like, okay, get on a team so that you can get represented, so you can showcase, so you can get on SNL. That was yeah, it. That was same. the only path. <laughs> that was the only thing, especially as a sketch or character performer. Because I like, I've done some improv, but I never did the Herald track. I never yeah, like really, you know. And so so for me, it was like, I, I have to do characters and I have to, and and amazingly, like it, it almost worked that way for me. So that's why I like felt like that is the only way it works. Like I, I put up a show. This was like, you know, in UCB. The other Beeline Girls? Yeah, no, it was uh, uh, like the first one I did was uh, in, in, in um, New York. New York in like, okay, 2015. Yeah. I put up a show, got it picked up, was doing that for like a year, got on a mod team. And then I showcased and I was like on hold for SNL within a year. Like it was wow. like I was in Lorne Michaels office with him and I was like, yeah, I, I got, you know, I started this a year ago. Like it was, wow. it was, and so I was like, well, this is how it happens. Like I, like I did it. And I was like patting myself on the back and I was like, well, it's okay if I don't get SNL this year or whatever. And then you get so close to something so huge, so fast that you just assume like, oh, if that doesn't happen, your life is over. Oh my God. 100%. And that's what it was. It was like my life for like a couple years. I was like, you know, I was still auditioning and like in the mix, but I was like, oh, like, that but that's the thing right oh and if uh, if they're not gonna take me then like I have no prospects after I tested for SNL I was like well you blew it and like first of all I didn't know you should keep trying I was like that was it that's the opportunity and you're done and then I was like (laughs) I only had one skill (laughs) yeah I was like that was my only skill so I'm like I I felt like I couldn't even learn how to audition properly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and be myself and totally, be normal. Totally, because you had your characters and yeah. you, were, you were behind your characters. That's why the that self-esteem yeah. party freed me yeah. because it was finally me being me. Yep. And I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize you could do that. Do you know Ben Axelrad? No, I don't, oh, I don't know him personally. Okay, I know him yeah, yet. and he does the pilot yep. class. Yeah, it's amazing. If you ever need a writing class and want to write a pilot, might I recommend? Amazing. It just keeps you on track and yeah. holds you accountable, right? Yeah. And like, I, I've written them, and I know you've written a yeah. lot, but 
just you kind of need a teacher to slap for your sure. wrist for sure. <laughs> you're like <laughs> oh wow yeah exactly yeah, yeah um but anyways he had once said to me when we were working on a script together he had once said you know Alana one day you're gonna want to hang up your wigs and I was like what do you mean and he goes you'll see one day you'll be a little tired of being somebody else mm. and you're gonna want to just be you yeah. um and he was right and I oh, I still I love, love the wigs. chance to do characters of course <laughs> No, I, I know, love I know, the I know. chance, but the I whole, know, like the greater, for the greater good, he was like almost telling me, don't be afraid to be you. Yeah. You know? Well, and I experienced that probably for the first time over pandemic when like after the first year, I guess it was, when did I do this? I think I hadn't really been like writing or like doing my own creative stuff for a couple years probably because mm-hmm. I had sort of been in that mix of like really trying so hard to like, and then was in like a really depressed place for a while of just like, I don't know if I have any future in this business and anywhere else. Like I was like, yeah. can I go work for Trader Joe's? Like it wouldn't be the worst thing. And like, I literally was like, what do I do with myself? Like yeah. I was just like, I don't know. I need purpose. And, and then like, you know, I, I got the job at be, which was very cool. And I started like my mind just sort of started to shift. And then of course the pandemic. And then it was, I think it was in 2020. 21. So like yeah. January 1st, 2021, I was like, all right, this year, my, like my new year's resolution is to write for 30 minutes a day, which is nothing like, like people who are writing are writing way more than 30 oh, yeah. minutes a day. Don't I know it? And but, not cause I'm one of them. But, but <laughs> consistently I was like, I have to do this. And I just like started writing. I would get up at like five before my daughter got up and I would just like basically journal. And from all of that like I made this show and it ended up turning into this show about my dad and like loosely about like you know the fact that he that he died of COVID but like not at all about that it was really just a story about his life and my relationship with him okay and and I like and I was like this is a to me it was like it feels like it's a it feels like it's like a series of little vignettes or like short stories or what like that's just because it was all the whole different kinds of you know forms like poems and 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 journals and all that kind of stuff and then at one point I just like read it out loud after a couple months and I was like you know what this like I do want to do this out loud once like this this feels like I want to I want to at least share this in a room with other people at some point and so I ended up putting up this show at at Dynasty like a couple times and it was the by far the most fulfilling thing I've ever done creatively but like no question. and it was the scariest thing I've ever done too because I had to stand there by myself I had to stand up on stage and be like hello this is me I am gonna not hide behind a wig and a character I'm not gonna have a costume change like I'm gonna stand here and like essentially tell you this story that I hope is very funny and I and I think it was very and is funny and also like you know pretty devastating in a lot of ways and yeah. I was just like all right here it is. like it was the coolest thing I've ever done because I finally like just allowed myself to be honest and like yeah. be vulnerable and I don't always want to do that kind of stuff no but it was very, takes a very lot. fulfilling to, to do it you know I'm but that I just think that's so beautiful because I I mean I I talk about it on this podcast about like some of the family stuff or whatever yeah. but I'm too scared to turn it into something because it feels a little close yeah, right now for sure, for and sure. I admire you for being able to do that now yeah. oh my god this transit watch this transition here we go here, here we go because question go. two self-care how much did that help you so much yeah I mean it really did like I felt I felt after a couple of years of not feeling like I could be creative that I could and that I like really should should find and occupy like time and space on stage when it's the right time you know like when it when it feels right and and like it it was terrifying to like invite people to a show about my fucking dad dying like I was like well we'll see what this but like it I think it was really fun and I think it was really funny and like the feedback I got was like probably the most like heartwarming and like one like just wonderful feedback that I got about it because it was like very it was a vulnerable thing and I think it like and, and and I think it meant a lot to a lot of people, which was very cool. You Did know? anybody reach out being like, oh, I lost oh, for somebody sure. to Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. Yeah, and when I pitched I it to Dynasty, which by the way, like they're the absolute best. Like the I know Vanessa and Jamie are the absolute best. We did best. our Johnson Mo Welch Ugh. and I did our show there that we had been touring and they were so cool. Ugh. They just like they they're made just the whole night. The greatest. And I love that theater so yeah. fucking much. Um I remember when I was submitting the show to them, it like one of the questions was, Why do you want to do this show? And I just had to think about it. And I was like, Why do I want to do this show? And I and I was like you know, I want to do this show because I think right now this is the show that would mean the most to me. Like if I watched it, I, this, this is a show that would mean a lot to me because it's just an honest like portrayal of like a relationship with someone who's very difficult, like a challenging parent and like the loss of that person and what that means. And like, I think for me, my, my dad and my whole life was always like a real 
he was the funniest person in the world who's so fucking funny and he was like a really troubled you know person he had a really hard hard life and mm-hmm. so losing him was like you, there was just this hole there was this big hole because it felt like we didn't get to he didn't get to live up to his potential and oh, then yeah. I felt like almost responsible in that like I wish I could have how could I have helped him better like oh, in what but, way could I have, a, you know and like yeah. of course I know that's I can't like oh my god of course. I could, of course oh of course. my god yeah but that was yeah. and that was that was like the end of the show which was just like oh I remember god. like driving home after um after we like did our sort of ceremony for him up in the mountains and and I was driving down and, and, and I just like, I, I, I looked back and I was just like, I just, I still feel this hole. And my husband was driving and he just looked at me and he's like, you know what? Sometimes there are just holes. Don't I know it. And, and I was like, yeah. yeah, you know what? That's okay. It's a hole. And like, I, I, I don't need to fill it and it's okay for me to have wanted more in you that know relationship. What? You know, I, I wanted more time with Zoe. I, yeah. I, I wanted more. Oh, it's okay. It's, yeah. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it is a, like the way my therapist has explained it to me and in all the grief counseling that I've been through and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wonder for you as well, is there like, it's not necessarily moving on. It's just quite simply, are you continuing living your yeah. life? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right because she's always going to be with me and it it doesn't have to stop being sad. Like that was another yeah. thing my therapist said. She was like, it's always going to be sad, Alana. Oh, always, forever. It's so you sad. Don't get over oh my it. God. It's not no, about you getting don't. over it. But you, it's, you just it's, quite simply. It's acknowledging that. This, just wake that up, exists, get out of bed and, and you keep can going. Continue to exist. And you can continue yeah. to. And good things can happen too. And apparently you don't have to be like shattered by that and feel bad when something good happens after somebody's passed away apparently yeah, yeah. but boy did well, that take I, a while to I learn just, <laughs> I know and I, I was just reading a script that one of my friends wrote and it's it's mm-hmm. a, loosely about um veterans and and he was interviewing these these veterans for the script and one of them said this thing that was so powerful it was like um one day like you know this is t- 10 or 20 years after like you know not no longer fighting in combat and and the person said and then one day I made a cup of coffee and the war ended and I was like, oh, yeah, that's how it happens. You're just like making coffee one day and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't have to feel the same thing about yeah. that. Like it doesn't have to be like all consuming anymore. It can still be a part of my life yeah. and I can still make my coffee today, you know. And you can, and it's also like something I had to give myself permission to do or rather not do was to be able to not cry about it Mm -hmm. for a day yeah like oh my god do you know what I mean and you're like like you're like you're obligated like what oh my god tragic fucking thing you lost a child in your life like just I can't even I I know yeah I can't even comprehend the, the the pain of that like I can't even and you yeah you'd almost feel like burdened by feeling like you have to cry about it oh my every God, day otherwise I, exactly. you're not feeling it the right way exactly yeah. but it's like and sometimes yeah. I would like forget like I didn't not not forget her but like um yeah forget that I didn't get upset about it that day oh. and the next day I'd be like oh my god I didn't think about it or like, I didn't I'm a bad person and then am I a bad I, person because I, that's not her. traumatizing me in this moment the same way it was yesterday exactly. at this time. but then when you can just be like oh. it's okay not to cry it gives you a headache sometimes you have things to do you have to continue yeah. with your day and I was like oh yeah like nobody would no one would feel good knowing you're crying about them every day nobody would feel good about that and if I even do that in your brain of like what would people think if they knew I didn't cry it's like what are you thinking about I am so glad to be able to chat about this with you I hate it but I'm so glad to have somebody else like other than with my family or whatever because you know that's everybody has to process in their way and everything like that but it's like it's just so nice to, to take comfort in being like oh I don't think you're a bad person. If you tell me this, I'm not going to be like, Christine's terrible. So I, okay, maybe then I'm not a bad person. I'm sure she doesn't think I'm a bad person then if I don't think she's a bad person. There is no version of honest grief that's wrong. Like you could grieve someone and never cry. And there's nothing wrong. You don't know until you know. Yeah. It's so funny because the the fact that you even think that there's a way you're supposed to do it is insane because there's no right, like every relationship is different. Every person is different. So like how you process the loss of someone is 100% personal and 100% right. However you do it. My friend's um, godfather died recently no godmother died recently and her godfather has decided to just stop enjoying life as the way to mourn her just to stop enjoying life and continuing on with it but not enjoying it in any way so and you're like you know what am I gonna do like you want to tell him hey man 
you, yeah. you gotta keep going. But at the yeah. same time, you're like, yeah, it's his choice. It's like, yeah. if that's what, if he wants to torture himself. Yeah, and even then, like I have an understanding of grief from a very particular point of view, which is obviously we've all lost people we love. I lost a parent recently and like the way, you know, like have, him having, you know, died of COVID two weeks into COVID was just absurd. It was just a ridiculous. He was like the 2000th person to die from it. So you're just like, you never mo- like, even think. And when I like told people, like, I think for most people, it's like the the first actual person that they knew of because 2000 people in the country is not very many. So it was just kind of like, no. it, was, it was pretty quick to be like, Oh shit, that's actually happening now. Like people are actually dying from this. Yeah. So it's like a very weird circumstance, but like, that's still a very particular, like losing a parent, you know, hopefully we all do it. Hopefully we lose our parents before they lose us. Yes. But like, that's still a particular kind of grief. And just like, you talk about this person who, you know, like if you lose a spouse or a child or like any relation, like I can't even fathom that. I can't even fathom what that would feel like. Oh my I, God. I won't even attempt to. That's why I'm to. not going to judge anybody yeah, I'm, just can't for it. You ever. know what I mean? And all my family members and I were all handling it very differently because we're all in very different circumstances you know yeah. my sister has kids my older sister she's got to look after them my little sister and she works a lot no my it was my brother it was your brother it okay. was the, and then she was an only child so they're dealing with it very differently obviously Ugh. my mom has like her own way of coping that or rather not coping i don't know how i don't know what's going on over there mm. <laughs> you don't like mm. that's another thing yeah. too is that you're like some people want to talk some people don't like yeah you'll notice with the podcast i'm like you know if you want to talk about it, great. If you didn't, I'm not going to sit here and sure. press you because I understand. I don't totally. want to talk about it totally. all the time. Yeah. Even to my therapist, some days I have to be like, hey, I just can't address It was a yeah. rough week, but I can't address it. Yeah. I just yeah. can't talk about it right yeah. now. And that's... And that's right. That's yeah. Good. And that's the the giving myself permission yes. for that is what took me out of the twos. Yeah. Slowly then to a five where you're like, I still feel a little bad, but today was a better day. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of right in the middle. Yeah. And then you can have like, today I'm having a great day. So excited you're here. And I'm like, and now in this moment, like relating to you and stuff like that, like I'm feeling much better. Cause I, yeah. I'm just quite simply not be thinking I'm bad and yeah. wrong. Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong about how you're handling this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the fact that because, I'm laughing and, and, and think, enjoying with and you. <laughs> what you have to do is like when it gets really harder, when you're judging yourself for that feeling of like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm actually a little bit happy right now. Now I feel bad for feeling happy. What you have to do is like, imagine you're talking to a friend yeah. who's like, I feel bad that I feel happy. And you would be like, that's insane. Oh my God. Stop doing You'd that. You'd laugh and feel happy in their like, face. Yeah, what? Like every person who's lost a child is never supposed to be happy again? Like, of course that can't be. Like, can't be. Can't be. You, we can't. have to find... It, you, however long it takes for anyone to be able to feel joy again after losing someone is, is each, each situation is going to be totally different. But like, yeah, you, you, you would never judge someone else for finding joy after tragedy. Yeah. So you can't judge yourself. I mean, it totally sounds like even though you physically don't have the time for self care, as you said, cause the kids or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but, but first of all, you waking up and doing the writing that was self care. Cause you yeah, set sure. a goal that for yourself yes. has nothing to yeah. do with the kids, your husband, nobody, yeah. just you. Yeah. And you did it yeah. and you fulfilled, um, your creative mind, yeah. which is self care to a comedian. We need to replenish for sure. yeah. at all times. Oh, or yeah. you lose your identity. Well. Yeah. I remember like trying to come up with characters like a couple years ago. Like I was, and like I even have in my notes app, like all the different characters that I had done in different yeah. shows and like trying to continue to like just generate, generate, generate. And I was like, I mean, it sounds so cliche, but like the well was fucking empty empty there it was dry that's I why i won't go on tiktok I, yeah exactly i'm out i, I can't i can't, <laughs> I can't. Like, and i remember i i can put myself back in like shows that i was doing like sold out shows at ucb where i was like doing i mean we did shows together and yeah. even during that time i was like i don't think i'm funny i don't think this is working i am not enjoying this like i was faking so much that's my, why i left because I, I couldn't fake I know, anymore I know. when we were on a team together it had nothing to do with you guys it had nothing to totally. do. like everybody was so totally. funny it was the best but yeah. it was like i was like i literally have like the one sketch i could do a month was pulling teeth I for know. me like i know and i'm know. getting help from other people I know. like i can't even do it myself i know oh my god it was devastating and but i and i think i stayed in it so much longer than i should have because i felt like if i if i don't do this then i literally have nothing because yes. if i can't control the auditions I get and if I'm not getting many exactly. auditions or whatever I'm not getting like then I'm then I'm literally like I'm just walking through untethered like I can't I have to be able to have something I think UCB was that a lot for me and I'm sure it is for a lot of people and it's one of the things that like I'm so grateful that I have that experience at UCB to be able to kind of 
identify it now, like looking at other people who are coming up through the theater. Like if, if you're doing it because you have nothing else, you shouldn't be doing it. Like it should be one of many things in your life. And if, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how I would say this as someone, but basically like, you know, take your pause, take your moment. If like, if you like, and to be even more specific, like I was on mod for three years. I should, I definitely shouldn't have done a third year because I didn't care about it. And I was taking a spot from someone who really would have cared about it. And so I think there's like, I think there was an energy and a mentality, at least for myself. And I know I've seen other people of like, well, I have to do it because I don't have anything else. And I think one thing I think is really amazing about what the pandemic did is it like literally stripped this thing, live performance and specific, certainly UCB from, from everyone's lives for who, yeah. for many of whom it was like a very, very, very important part of their life. And they've had to like figure out how to do it without that. And so for some people that's meant like, you know what, I'm out. And like in, in a way that's what I've done for a little bit. I'm like, I'm taking my pause from the career side of it or from at least the auditioning side of it. And it's made me feel so much better and so much healthier for some people. It's meant like moving back home and fucking yep. becoming, going to law school, whatever yeah. that is great for some people. It's meant like, okay, cool. I'm going to find a way to do the TikTok, to do whatever, like the social media side of it, blow up there. Oh and then God. like UCB can just be one of many things in my life. Cause I've found a way, like I found my own platform and like, any of those versions is wonderful and it's so healthy and it's so much healthier than that place or fill in the blank groundlings second city like any of these like these like programs where you're like well this is the path because i thought like that's the path you know and it it stripped those things from people so they realized like that that that's not the the path and it can't be the only thing and now like as we bring this back in at least UCB specifically bring this back and like bring people back on stage it gets to be hopefully for people one of the many things in their life and it's not it's not the be all end all you don't have to get so wrapped up in the fucking popularity contest of all of it and like all of these places are like they get like culty so fast and you're like just don't like it doesn't Mm -mm. need to be that for people it should be a place where like you can get up on stage and perform and and it's like not the be all end all needs to be more of a pop in for sure we have to yeah pop in pop pop out and then pop back in that's why i wrote you guys (laughs) pop pop out when you guys sent the email i was like (laughs) consider this me saying i am down to play and then it's like you guys send an email being like you want to do a bit on the show and i was like this is exactly what i want to do (laughs) i you guys put together a cool show somebody puts together a cool show i just get to come in do do a minute i do one minute oh first of all on elena johnson's specialty one minute, <laughs> one minute? oh my I'm god so good two so minutes we're starting to go down we're having you gotta a get time. me out of that minute minute 30 but i found just to speak on what we were talking about with snl before because I, I had the same thing coming from canada being like this is the path yeah, right of course but it's like everything that i did because i thought it was going to get me a specific thing did yep. not work out yep. <laughs> Yep. And even like UCB, I was like, great, I'll do UCB. That's where they'll see me. Yep. I'll test for SNL yep. and then I'll get SNL. Yep. So I got all of that yep. except, except getting for SNL. The SNL part. Yep. And then I was like, huh, okay, yeah. well, that took three years. Well, now years. my life is over. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, okay, what's the next path? And then you, where do I go? And people get doing a TikTok yeah. and this and that. Yeah. It's like for some people, it really works because I'm like, you had all these ideas, you needed somewhere to put them. For me, everyone being like, you got to get on TikTok. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have the ideas. And like, Inessa came over a week or two ago and was like pointing out things that could be TikTok. She was like, that's a TikTok, that's a TikTok. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So I'm capable of it, but I'm not seeing it through the same lens as you. So it's not the time for me to do it. It's not for me to do it. Because I I am not seeing it. God bless you. If you ever ever go into that world, then you will do it when it it feels right. And you're like, oh, actually the the ideas are kind of coming. I sort of get this now. When I can identify yes. there's ideas yes, there. Yes, yes. You can point them out for me, but if you're not here every morning How am I supposed to know out, the idea? am I supposed to do I've it? been hilarious since 7 a.m. and I didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Is that what's happening I here? I know. Oh, God. Like, I just, I, I feel so much empathy for that version of myself. Like, I can put myself in so many different specific, like, locations where I was, like, sitting there and I was like what do I post today? Like, what should I, and like, I have no follower. I've never had fought. Like I didn't yeah. know how to do it. And yeah. I was like, but I was like, I need to, I need, like, how do I, and it feels so disingenuous and so like forced. And it's just like cringy. It made me like hate myself. Yeah. And then find like, however much time it took, whatever it was, the pandemic, all of it, the pandemic, losing a parent, having a child. Like I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's not a right fit for me. It's just and not that's totally. And that's okay. <laughs> and it's that's so okay. much healthier not doing something because you feel like you have to, you, you know, know, it's, it's just, 
I realize now is after this, or we're still in a pandemic, but after the worst yes, of it, you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, Whatever sure, way to say sure, it. Sure. Then I was like, and this is so stupid, but yes, life is too short. They I meant know. it when they said it. <laughs> and you're like, and I'm going to spend it worrying about a 10 second TikTok. And it's like, Literally. I admire the people that do that. But at the beginning of the pandemic, I had the same thing where I was like, I got to post videos, this, this, and For this. Sure. So I repurposed all the old stuff and kind For of put sure. it on there. And then I was like, this is not working there is nothing me. worse than repurposing something it because it feels, feels so especially as a comedian or improviser and that's not to bad. say you shouldn't if you're if if you're enjoying it while you're doing it then of course repurpose anything bring back old yeah. care, whatever but if you feel like you're doing it because you have nothing else that's where it's that's where it's exactly tough. it's so like it's trying like, to recreate a moment in improv like you just can't no. it could for explaining it world. yeah yep. Yep. but yep. you like the show that you guys asked me to do for the one minute bit i was t- i was running it past an essay yesterday and i was two of them were repurposed ones that just happened to be perfect, perfect for the theme perfect, of the show perfect. so I'm like tra- oh, debating which one to do but I was like oh it just actually like I've been doing this but this is actually a show yeah. that I'm like oh no this is where no, it no, belonged no. the whole Everyone time. Everyone should do the thing that they love the most. <laughs> that, like, like, yes. That, but I guess what I'm saying is like I know the feeling of repurposing something because I didn't have because anything else I felt, because exactly. I felt desperate. And, it, and I'm shoehorning. Yes. Yep. That's what those videos yep. felt like to me was a shoehorn. Yep. This is different where I'm yeah. like oh my god this is yeah. a slap in the face of course do this yeah. but it's like for those videos I was like I same as you me a story how embarrassing but for you same same thing where I'm like the list of everything I've ever done okay well what one can I do for this and what day should I release it and what time and it's like the thing that I love that I do is my music videos I do them for no one and nothing it has nothing to do with anything and I love them that's why they're so good for the fun of it working with Allison Rich and she's done two of them and it's just like we've had the best time we put money into it for no reason at all we love it we're making more of them yes because it's like I said when with you with your dynasty show when I started doing self esteem yeah. party it freed me and I yeah. was like okay Ugh. we this is but, we're gonna and follow you can feel this the, you can feel the difference it's so palpable you can feel it when you're when you are enjoying something oh my god legitimately it's like, and not because you're like I should be enjoying no this, I you know it, it, it's I mean I'm putting so much money into these so Ugh, it's like it's if it's amazing. not fun yeah. and I and then I don't like the outcome no, then for real why am I doing for real this doesn't make any sense I'm like no, no. I've paid everybody today this is a lot of this money this is really really going deep yeah <laughs> okay Christine yes. oh I hate to say it. We're nearing the end. This is a fucking nightmare. I can't believe it, but it's nightmare. been a blip so, in my life, and it, I want it to be more. You should move in. Right <laughs> out of the gate. Abandon I, your I mean, family. You, you have three bedrooms. You like, ha- abandon your is... family. You can move yes. into Norm's cabin right. in the woods, which you thought you know, were separate bedrooms no. for a second. I love when people think that, because we have sort of, like we have a spare bed, and I love when people think, because I say it wrong. I go, this is Norm's room. This well, no, is my room. I actually didn't think it was separate bedrooms. I thought that his office was your bedroom, and then that was truly the guest room, but I, either way, it's <laughs> we, beautiful. I, I've said it where this is Norm's room. I thought I said it to you that way. I've said this is Norm's room, and everyone's like, separate huh. rooms. And people are, but people don't like. You can see people not commenting like, on it. Um, they, I don't know what they're going through. <laughs> we just like, hey guys, if you need a separate room, take it. But like, at this point in time, I just want to clarify: we do not need separate rooms yet. Yet, yet for the moment. Norm, and no shame I know to you're listening. No shame rooms. to anyone who does. But guess what, Norm? At some point, your snoring's gonna get out of hand. You're gonna get the boot. Yeah, that's right. Snoring's gonna get. You can hear the dog. She's doing it I'm too. Sorry. Everybody's getting kicked yeah. out. I try. Well, I'll say this: so we have like a little back house, like little back house office but like oh great it's, it's two little separate spaces and this past week like I slept out there almost every night because if I can get away from the babies for a night like I'm Do gonna have take to. it and you now that to. she takes the bottle my husband has like fed her and he's been a champ he's been a fucking I was about champ. to say and I'm fantastic. not gonna lie if you can have all of us sleeping in separate rooms we're all gonna sleep better so no no shame to anyone who's I do this to Norm yeah Norm and I have done this when somebody has an early morning yeah you get a kick out. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, I'm not exactly. Wake up and with we your did alarm it, and I don't need to. Yeah, and I'm going to say so. this: it has nothing to do with the amount of rooms in the house. It's you can do it on the couch, yeah. easy breezy. If you get your pillow from, don't use the couch pillows. Get your pillow, pillow from, from the, the bed. bed. You'll have a better, better sleep. sleep. You can't use a couch. Can't pillow. Can't use a couch pillow, and Crazy. I feel like people do that. And I'm like, that's why you. That's why you're calling it the doghouse because you're living like an animal. animal. <laughs> I love like you a so goddamn much. animal. <laughs> okay, Christine, you started this podcast <laughs> off. At what you felt was a rude age. How are you rude feeling age? now? <laughs> you felt point. rude about it. You know I what? could tell you didn't say it, I'm but you say did. This. I started a rude eight. I am at a 
happy nine. All right. I, you know I what? I've moved up I'm with to you. a ha- And I'm not shamed about it at all. I'm at an entitled nine. I, am, I <laughs> earned and owned that fucking nine and right now. M- honestly, my score is based on how many things we've said simultaneously. <laughs> And there's been a handful and they've been really good. They've been good yeah. and the people are begging, begging for it. <laughs> okay, Christine, tell us the dates of UCB um, opening and everything like that so that everybody can come check come out the show. Come see your character. Come see my one minute your character. Your one minute character. Uh, UCB reopens on September 30th. That's a Friday. And the first, October 1st, Saturday, those two days are sort of our grand opening. We're okay. calling it UCB Homecoming because we're all coming back. We're coming back to school with our favorite buddies. We had yeah. a long, shitty summer vacation and we're ready to have our friends back in okay. our lives. So we're doing UCB Homecoming. It's two nights, three shows each night. It's like, I cannot even describe to you the number of funny people that are going to be at that theater I'm that so night. I'm so excited. Like, it's just... And then I just hope the whole block is just filled with funny people. Like every restaurant just packed to the brim, people spilling out onto the street. I hope everyone is angry at us. I hope the neighbors are angry because of how many people are on that street that night. Uh, it's going to be really fun. So that so that's the opening. And then, yeah, we, we, we're doing weekend shows for the first two weeks. And then we'll start into weeknight shows. And then kind of gradually into like November build up to that full schedule, which is like three to four shows a night, seven nights a week. For people that come to the show, to the opening weekend, I'm going to be throwing an after party at the Gelson's Produce. Hell <laughs> so come yeah. check it How out. Gelson's open? Those neon lights be popping. They are popping off. You better believe it's going to be a good party. It's going to be At the produce section good. of the Gelson's. Yeah. Mama's going to be out that night. Oh, yeah. Mama's with the kids. Really out. <laughs> and we're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> and Christine, yeah. actually, I think and a lot of people actually, aren't going to be okay with yeah, that. That's not okay. Yeah. Your kids can't be drinking that. And, uh, and also because you keep putting your kids in the show, you're taking it's, spots it's from performers. It, it, come Christine. on. We know you have two daughters. They don't get you. That, it's not a pass. We're not doing that You think they're anymore. cute. We hate them. We hate okay? them. They're not cute. You are the only person who thinks they're cute. You're the only yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry I had to drag you out on the podcast to tell you that. <laughs> to tell you that your kids are ugly. And that's where we end. Christine, what a treat. Stick around for soda water. Oh, hey, yo. Believe in yourself. Believe in